Kutus Sichas Chelik Yudzayin, Parsha Achrei Sichah Gimel, a summary of the Sicha. In this week's Parsha, it talks about the uh, the vidui, the confession that the Kohen Gadol makes over the Soir and Mishdaleach, the goat which is sent to Azazel. And it says in the Pasuk, V'yisvada Olav, as kol avoynes b'nei Yisrael, he shall confess over it all these sins, the word avoynes, then it says kol pish'eyem, and then it says l'chol chatoysem, these are all three words which are different types of sins. From this, the Rabbi Meir says, the Pasuk teaches us the order in which one should confess. First to mention Avinus, then to say Pshoim, and then to say um, Chet. The Chachamim disagree with him, and they say the word Avinus means sins which are committed willfully, knowingly. Pshoim indicate an even worse sin, the one that is done in rebellion. Not only do you do it willfully, but you even you do it for the purpose of rebelling against Hashem. And Chatos that's talk, that generally relates to a sin which, talks, which is inadvertent, done b'shoigig. So once you've said avoynus and b'shoim, which are willful sins, what's the point of going back and confessing on a chatos? Therefore they say it should be done the opposite. Chatos, chatosi, avisi, pashaiti, that's the order of seriousness of the sins, which is a more logical way of saying it. The Rambam writes, how should one say vidui, this was talking about the Kayin Gadol, but, it, but every Yid has a mitzvah of tshuva vidui to confess his sins, so how do you confess? He says, he says it in that order as the Chachamim say, and I said did so and so, and I regret what I did, and I'm ashamed of what I did, and I will never do this again, and that's the main component of vidui, that's what vidui is. But then later, the Rambam says that the vidu shenogobah Yisrael, the vidu that the Yidin have have uh, been accustomed to doing is, avalanachnu chatanu. We sin, only mentioning the word sin, and that's the main vidu. And that's actually how, how the Torah says it, and the Ramah says it, the Alter Rebbe also says it, that if he said just chatasi, he's yoytze the mitzvah vidu. You don't even have to say um, avisi pashaiti. So we see that there are two components. There, are, there is what should be done in vidui, and there is what is the basics of, of vidui. The basics of vidui is chatasi. The, uh, the more elaborate one, which the Ramam says what should be done, is to include also avisa pashaiti. And not only that, but you also have to include that I regret it, and I am embarrassed, I'm ashamed of it, and I will never go back to it again. And the Ramam even mentions in Sefer HaMitzvah that he should ask for atonement, that he should uh, ask for forgiveness. So it, uh, like I said, it com- breaks down into the main, uh, the uh, central idea of Vidu, which is Chatasi, uh, and then it has also more that can be added, as the Ramam says, in order to capture the, the full meaning of Vidu, you also have to add the other elements of um, I regret what I did, and I'm ashamed of what I did, and so on. The same thing can be said about tshuva in general as well, that there is the main, the ikir ha what is the main uh, function of tshuva, the main mitzvah of tshuva, and then there is a more elaborate um, idea of tshuva, which captures more than what is the basic of tshuva, as will be explained. So to explain it, there is a machloikis of Tanoim about chiluki kapara, what's called, the, there is categories of how one achieves atonement. 
The, the Gemara tells a story that Ramasim and Choresh asked Rebelezer, have you heard about the four different Chiluke Kapara, divisions of atonement which Rabbi Shmuel used to teach? So Rabbi Elozor ben said, it's not three, it's not four, there's only three, because Tshuva comes along with each one. And he goes on to list them. He says, if you, if you violate a mitzvah essay and you do tshuva, immediately you, you gain atonement. If you violate a loisase and you did tshuva, so the tshuva suspends it, which means that it it's, uh, protects you from punishment. And Yom Kippur, when Yom Kippur comes along, that's when you gain full atonement. If you, uh, you uh, violated a, an avera, which brings with it the death penalty or krisis, that's a very serious sin. So then, Tshuva and Yom Kippur, they only suspend it, they protect you. But uh, it, it takes suffering in order to have a full atonement. And then, somebody who did a sin, which committed a Chil Hashem, so then all those three things do not, uh, uh, do not gain it, even with suffering, it doesn't achieve full atonement. Only when a person dies does he f- achieve full atonement. So this is Rabbi Lozim Nazariah speaking. And he also lists four different categories. So what does it mean? It's only three categories. So there are two answers to that. There is the answer that the Masha gives, which is actually brings it from the Yerushalmi, that since tshuva is something which is needed for every, uh, for every uh, Aveira, so therefore that is not, cannot be counted as a category and it's only the later three, the one from Mitzvah doesn't count as a category. Only the three which need to achieve greater atonement. Over there, there's a Chalukik Kapar. Another answer is, the Akedah says, he says the opposite. Only the ones that a person can achieve atonement during his lifetime does he count as a category of Kapara. The ones that he achieves after death, since... Um, only living Baal are counted in the category, and therefore the last one, the one about uh, Chil Hashem, doesn't count as a category. But the question, of, according to both of these answers, is what is the point of the, dis- of the disagreement? It seems like they're disagreeing about the number that should be attached to it. There's not really any uh, fundamental difference between them. They both agree that with the general idea that uh, for Mitzvah Sesa it's this, and for Mitzvah Loisesa it's this. So what's the difference if you count it as three or four? So what's behind this machleikas of whether you count it this way or that way? That's what needs to be understood. And even according to the way the Akedah explains it, that it's only achieved after death. But after death it is achieved. One does get atonement even a- after death. So therefore, in the end, it is a chaluk kapara. So what is the point of this machleikas? The Alter Rebbe in the beginning of Ageres HaTshuva says, we learned in the end of his, his Yuma, and he mentions this price that we just talked about, that there are three divisions of Kapara, not four but three, and Tshuva comes along with each one, and then he goes through, he mentions the one of Mitzvah Loisese, and Krisus of Mrs. Bezin, but he doesn't list the one about Chil Hashem. In fact, he says, this is where the price ends, at least in regards to this, and then he goes on to explain. So the Alter Rebbe leaves out very defin- definitively the fourth one, the one of Chil Hashem. So therefore, in other words, the Alter Rebbe clearly explains it in the way the, the, way the Akedah explains it, and not like the way the Masha explains it. 
So what's the point that the Alter Rebbe is making at the introduction of Igeres HaTshuva to say that it's not included in that uh, if, he, if a person committed a sin with a Chil Hashem, it's not included in the Kapara, in the Chiluki Kapara. Why is he making that point? The point that he's making would seem is that that's why he brings this as an introduction to Igeres HaTshuva where he's explaining the idea of Tshuva. So why does he bring in the idea of Kapara? Because Kapara, atonement, is a very important component of Tshuva. They're not to be seen as two separate things. And that's why he dwells on the idea of Kapara. He lists, talks about the fasts which people used to do, and he gives uh, the details about those fasts in order to achieve full atonement for a mitzvah, even after they did Tshuva. And that's why he makes the point that which part of Kapara, of, of achieving atonement, is a part of Tshuva, only the one that is achieved while a person is alive. But that kapara which is achieved after death, that is not a chilek of the idea of tshuva, of the performance of the mitzvah of tshuva, as will be explained. So to explain, right at the beginning of, uh, of uh, Igeris HaTshuva again, the Alter Rebbe says, the mitzvah of tshuva min is only abandoning sin, to make a resolution that you're not going to sin again. That's the only thing which is min the, the mitzvah of tshuva. From this we see that the Alter holds that the other two components, which is regret for the past and vidui, the confession, is not minatayra, the, the essence of tshuva. That's not the essence of tshuva. Even though the Chayvah Salavava says that those two are an important component of it, they are the fundamentals of tshuva. And Rabbi Yaina also says in Shara Tshuva that these are components the regret for the past and vidui is a very important component of tshuva and he go, they go on to list 20 additional levels of tshuva but that these two are fundamental to tshuva not only the decision to not do it anymore but the Alter Rebbe clearly says that it's only about stopping to do the Aver what's the reason that it's only the Azivis Achet to resolve not to do it anymore the reason that that is the most important component part of Tshuva is because the idea of Tshuva is looking forward, what's going to happen from now on, from now on is only what's important is I'm not going to do it anymore what happens in the past can I achieve atonement for the past Charata, do I regret the past that is looking backward and that's not to say that if you do tshuva, you don't get atonement for the past. You do. But that isn't the mitzvah of tshuva. The mitzvah, this is like a gift that Hashem gives. He says that if somebody uh, resolves not to do it again, I will forgive him for everything that happened in the past. But it's not the mitzvah of tshuva. In fact, what happens if somebody is unable to get atonement for the past? For instance, if somebody had a relationship with a woman that is not permitted to him, in a very serious way, like a, a relative, a blood relative, and so on, and they gave, she gave birth to a child, which now is a mamzer, an Ill, Ill, illegitimate child. So the atonement for the sin cannot happen, because there is a fact on the ground, that there is a child, a result of that Aveira. But the tshuva is complete, that person would be now considered to be rid of the sin of having done it, and he's considered a tzaddik, and uh, no longer a rasha for it even though the atonement couldn't be reached. So we see that the mitzvah of tshuva can be accomplished even if atonement cannot be achieved. But still, the Alter Rebbe in the Tshuva talks about the idea of atonement. 
And the reason is because there are two components to tshuva. There is the mitzvah of the tshuva itself, which is that a person has to resolve for what's going to happen in the future. And then there's also a very important part of what is the goal of tshuva? Why is it that we need to do tshuva and not just simply stop doing Averis? Is because we're trying to fix the past as well. We're trying to achieve, achieve, uh, achieve uh, atonement. So it, even though it doesn't define what tshuva is, but it's a very, very important component of the purpose of tshuva, of what we're trying to achieve through tshuva. And that's why the Alter Rebbe dwells on it. Now, as is well known, the main component of Kiyama Teira Mitzvahs is that it should be done in this world and Shama Baguf in order to accomplish connection to Hashem in the world as we are, to bring down godliness into the world, into the Guf, and to achieve Tzafsa attachment to Hashem, the Shama Baguf. The same is true, the Mitzvah of Tshuva is also done in that way. The important component of tshuva, which is the atonement which it, uh, which it achieves, not as the mitzvah itself, but as the focus, the, the reason and the purpose of it and the goal, if it achieves atonement in this world when the neshama is beguf, which is the first three, the way Rabbi Elizabeth Azari explains it, the mitzvah sesa, mitzvah sesa, and the zainus, uh, sorry, the uh, Crisis of Mrs. Besden, where atonement can be achieved in this world. So then it rates as a chalukik kapara. This is part of the mitzvah of tshuva as practiced in this world. But if it can only achieve atonement after death, then it isn't the real. It misses an, that fundamental part of what tshuva is meant to be, which is to achieve it in this world. That a person should do mitzvahs in this world because it only is achieved. It only reaches and only happens after the neshama leaves the guf. And that's why Rabbi Lezim Rezaius says, that one doesn't count. We don't include that one. It's not just numbers that they're talking about. It's what's the, what are we looking at here? Rabbi Mas- says, we're looking at kapara, achieve, achieving atonement. Whether you achieve it here, you achieve it there, it doesn't matter. It's atonement. The tshuva that you did will eventually achieve atonement. Rabbi Lezim says, no, mitzvahs are meant to be achieved neshama baguf. This one is not achieved neshama baguf. Therefore, it shouldn't be counted. And that's why the Alter Rebbe also, when he talks about in Geras tshuva, about the mitzvah of tshuva as done in this world, he leaves out the fourth one, because that one isn't a mitzvah which is done and achieved when a neshama baguf. And the same difference can also be understood in the mitzvah of vidui. The mitzvah of can also be divided into two. There is the general purpose of, the general mitzvah of tshuva, which is looking forward. And in looking forward, when a person says chatasi, simply says the word chatasi, I've sinned. So in other words, he understands that he sinned and therefore has to change his ways. And that is his resolve that from now on things will be different. That's the main component. That's the main body of tshuva. But then there is another dimension to tshuva as well, which is we have to achieve atonement for what happened in the past too. So when you say chatasi, in other words, you're looking at yourself as I committed some sin, which is inadvertent, I didn't know, I did not, I have an excuse for everything. So you know that you have to change. But is it really acknowledging what you've done in the past? It doesn't rise to that level. 
in order to be able to acknowledge, in order to fix the past, you have to say, Avisi, Pashaiti, you have to, have to be able to acknowledge that you're at fault and that you, that, uh, you carry responsibility, and only then can you achieve the true kapara, looking backwards, which is the secondary thing of tshuva. The Rebbe then goes on to give a lengthy explanation how these things are understood in Kabbalah which will have to be looked inside it's very very difficult to summarize he goes into the, the difference between number 3 and 4 which is what this boils down to are there 3 or 4 whether 3 represents Iris or 3 represents Kalim there are two di- different ways of looking at it and therefore that explains the different opinions of the Masha and the, the opinion of the Akeda and how you look at the, the breakdown between the Chalukah Kapara But as I said, it's uh, beyond a summary. Please look it up.